1: Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent pending movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Wednesday, September 13th, 2023, one week from my birthday tie. And today we are reviewing a film that my 11-year-old half-brother, not half-brother, stepbrother, brother-in-law, Riley, my fiance's little brother Brother was stoked to see, we had to add it to the podcast schedule, Equalizer 3, Denzel Washington, the man, the myth, legend himself. And Ty, we're coming digitally yet again. You were sick last week. This week we got a little bit of a sickness breakout. You got a six month at home, so we decided to uh, stay digital for one more week. But we're we're gonna be back next week in person, hopefully.
2: Yeah. It'll be fine, you know? It's good taking these little vacations. It feels like, you know, we're just we're mixing it up a little bit, and then I, you know, actually miss you when I'm actually there. I like seeing you compared to like, oh, it's Jason again, you know?
1: Yeah, I was about to say vacations. That was kind of rude to say. Um, <laughs> equalizer though. Uh, I don't know if we're going to spend a whole hour talking about the equalizer three. I'm just going to be honest with you. So we also are bringing a draft. It is my first overall pick this week. You got first overall pick last week. We're going to be right. drafting things that should be equal, but aren't equal. So we're not going to get, at least I'm not going to get very deep on, you know, certain in, you know issues and whatnot. It's just things that you think of them. It's like, yeah, those things are the same. And then, but you really think of it for one reason or another, they're not the same. They're, they're not equal. You know no, they—they they, need—they need Denzel to come and equal some things out. I would say. <laughs> yes, exactly. You stole the words out of my mouth. I'm excited, Ty. Let's get to the show. percent of the time, it works every time.
2: Don Santos. What? We just become best friends. Yep. I don't know, so good. Oh! Ah! I'm not fucking leaving. Ah! when a highly trained mercenary on a mission stumbles upon a drug ring he gets the cia involved to help stop the operation but when the drug ring starts to threaten his new home he must take matters into his own hands and equalize the playing field
1: equalizer three starring denzel washington and others yes ty i was again we've done this a few times on the podcast I've never seen an Equalizer movie. I don't know. Have you seen any of the Equalizers? Not, not one bit. So this is your first equalizing experience. Um, I thought these movies were very old. I thought, you know, Equalizer one was like a 2002 thing, maybe 2003, and then maybe the second one was like a 2008 thing, and now they're bringing it back 15 years later. No, the first Equalizer came out in 2014, I believe it was, um, and Equalizer two shortly after that, and now Equalizer three. So this is a relatively new franchise, and I did not know that.
2: Yeah, I I can't say I know a lot about the Equalizing franchise. It looks like there was a show, the 1980s TV series of the same title that it's loosely ba- based on.
1: Okay, okay. Stealing uh, the subject material, I see.
2: Oh, them. I thought me. I was I'm just <laughs> reading the fucking Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, he's a retired U.S. Marine. I didn't know that. I just learned that
3: right now.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, as two people who haven't seen the first two Equalizer movies, there was probably some context we missed. But, I mean, I feel like they did a good job of, like, hey, you didn't really have to know everything about the first two Equalizer movies to watch this. You just got to know that Denzel Washington is a badass, and they keep calling him... uh, So, his real name is Robert McCall. What were they calling him, Roberto, in the movie? Roberto. Uh, Robert McCall is a badass, and he's going to mess people up, as we see in the intro of this film. And he helps people who are you know need help equalizing to equalize the situation for lack of a better word yeah, so 100%. that's all you need to know and you're good to go you could watch this movie gavin hasn't seen any of them either and you know we got the gist pretty early on what denzel was all about in this film ty um that being said it's pretty well received so far 75 percent rotten tomatoes uh critic score 94 percent audience score uh, i don't think it's doing great in the box office you know the box office is kind of dull right now. You know, we got that post summer kids are going back to school. This is an R rated movie as is according to Wikipedia, 110 million, $70 million budget. So it's probably going to break even at the very worst. So I guess that's a win in today's freaking, you know, economy with, with the movies. So I don't know. What was your thoughts going into this film as someone who has not seen equalizer film? Um, look,
2: going into this film, I, I felt like this was a movie that I've seen a thousand times and it's just a guy who mm-hmm. just goes around killing motherfuckers and doing what he needs to do to make things right. And I think for the most part, I kinda hit the nail on the head there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um Hi. now here's a good question for you. I gotta I gotta look this up. John Wick won. This was very John Wicky to me. Oh uh, yeah. Big John time. John Wick was October of twenty fourteen. Let's see. Equalizer one was this is great radio september of 2014 so has john wick been stealing the equalizer fame should we all be oh. equalizer people
2: yeah I is mean, that hold on do we get the crossover oh well as john wick get equalized
1: well john wick kind of didn't he like kind of die in the he's not he's not dead in the he's a ghost. <laughs> he's thinking he's back um I don't know, man. I maybe maybe Equalizer deserves more love than John Wick. Just saying. I mean, the second one didn't get great reviews; only fifty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This one actually looks like it's the highest of the three. Um, but John Wick is always regarded as like the creme de la creme of these action, gory movies. And here is the Equalizer. Yeah, these
2: modern day action ones.
1: Yeah, and and Equalizer is just kind of getting slept on swept under the rug. And let me be honest. I mean, we recorded John Wick, re- reviewed John Wick four on this podcast. Uh, John Wick 4 is going to have a higher score than Equalizer 3, so maybe it was just John Wick was better, and that's why Equalizer got sh- swept under the rug. But maybe if Equalizer did come out a decade earlier, maybe it would be beloved. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think the reason the John Wick franchise is so popular is because it's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, I don't like that you just gave away your score a little early there, that it's going to be better. John Wick's better than this. I gave John Wick a pretty high score. I mean, you don't have
1: to tell the audience, if they didn't listen to John Wick, what I gave John Wick, but... I mean, statistically speaking, there's a lot more numbers below the number I gave John Wick than above the number I gave John Wick. So, not about that, tie.
2: Now, right, I... I don't love that <laughs> out of you, but
1: it's fine. <laughs> I do have a little bit of a movie theater story. Uh, me and Gab actually went to Cinemark Jess Ranch. Uh, we did not go to Civic Plaza. We went on Discount Tuesday. And the reason was is the showtime we were going to go to at Civic Plaza. It was giant screen. There was one ticket sold, and it was a seat in the very back corner and i'm not gonna lie sometimes i get a little paranoid i didn't know why there was one person going to the movie sitting in the back corner i didn't know if he was trying to do some equalizing himself you know in, in today's it's world true. so i was like we're going to cinemark and i lied to gavin i told him it was because i don't like giant screen but in reality i was scared that there was one ticket sold this has happened once before in my life when me and riley went and saw Encanto. it was a late show time there was one ticket sold in the corner i was scared Come to find out it was a mom who only bought one ticket. I don't know how she did it. it snuck like four kids, kids in with her. Um, and we're all sitting what in the top thing. row. So she, I, I don't know if she had her kids like standing by the exit door, you know, how they have the exit doors uh, towards both sides. And then they snuck oh, yeah. them in like that. She broke the system. Good for her. I mean, you got four kids. That's, you know, $50 of the movies if you're going late and it's not discount Tuesday. She got it all for 10 So good for her. Um, but I, that's the only other time that happened in the whole movie. I was freaking out until I saw what actually happened. So I was like, Nope, not going to go see this movie with only one other person there. I'm going to Cinemark Chess ranch.
2: That other person could have just been like me. Like I had a ticket. I was like second from the top row, except I'm dead center. I have no shame. I'll sit by myself dead center of the theater. That guy might've just been a little embarrassed. Maybe he's a diehard, you know, Denzel fan. Mm -hmm. He had no one to go with him. Mm -hmm. And he was like, look, I'll go, I'll go by myself. I don't want to be seen going by myself, but I need to see how equal the playing field is in this third one. Here's an
1: idea. Maybe this doesn't do well. I don't know. Maybe it's already been floated out. Why don't we create an app? It's kind of like uh I don't know, Tinder, maybe not Tinder. I know there's like a golf equivalent of this that's in the works, like, "Hey, I want to go to the movies. I don't want to go alone." And you you pair up with people like, "Hey, I want to go also see the equalizer, but I don't want to be alone." We could package it as a dating app, too. There could be a dating function. There could be a friends function. And maybe if you buy tickets straight through the app, you get 10% off. And then our app gets a little bit of the kickback of the ticket sales. I don't
2: know. Just an idea. I I like where your mind's at with that. I think bringing people together to watch movies individually. Um, I think the problem may lie that like it's not like golfing where you're just going to be out all by yourself. Either way, you would be in a theater with a bunch of other people.
1: Yeah, that's true. But it's always better to go still with someone, I guess. But no, it might not be a good idea because if you're trying to like go on a date, you're not really talking much during a movie. I don't know. I've never been on like a proper first date, so I don't know like what a good first date is. You know, maybe a movies, not movie, the yeah one. movies, movies,
2: is like the most common date. That should be like a I mean, like, third date, right? Yeah, because you just you're just sitting next to each other and not talking. So, OK,
1: if I, you know, again, I've never been dating. If I was dating here, here's Jason Reed's guide to dating. If you're going on dates, date number one, you can go to dinner, lunch, whatever. You go to something where maybe if it's just even coffee, just something. It's, um, it's
2: got to be the coffee shop. It's not a full dinner. It's a real light. Like, Hey, let's sit down. If things are going good, we can stay here longer. If things aren't going good, we're out.
1: Okay. How about this? It's coffee, like 10 30, 11. things are going well. We'll get lunch there. If not, we dip out early. So it's a coffee and an optional yeah. lunch. If things are going well. Date number two, you do a dinner, then you do an activity. I want to take you, I want to take that guy bowling because I don't know if he's going to be a psycho competitive or not or something like that. Mini golf, mini golf kind of tropey, but some sort of activity, get them out of their comfort setting. See how they react when they four putt on a par two on a mini golf course. You know, mm. that could tell yeah. a lot about a person. Full meltdown. And then movie three or uh, date three, you could maybe try the movies, take them to see the equalizer, you know, see how they react to Denzel literally, bashing someone's eye socket in and shooting someone through someone's eyeball hole if they're going holy shit out loud like I was in a packed theater, uh they're probably a keeper. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean,
2: that or, you know, people are trying to get frisky in the back of the theater. True. By day 3, it's like, "Oh, maybe maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't." Yeah, true. And then while the person's trying to get frisky, you're just like, "Holy shit, Denzel just blew that guy's brains out." Uh one last story before we get into the
1: scale. Uh the Napoleon trailer came on, which looks like a very good movie. I'm sure we're gonna review it here on Within the Lines. Uh, and I don't know if it was a joke by Gavin or he was being serious and got the names mixed up. But in the trailer, Walking Phoenix like finally says his name is Napoleon or whatever. You know, it's like this climactic thing in the sh- in the trailer. And as soon as Walking Phoenix says Napoleon, Gavin goes uh dynamite like pretty loud though so the whole theater could hear and like i was just like i I laughed i couldn't help but laugh and i was like does he think his name's napoleon dynamite is he trying to be funny he does he he said it in a way where i didn't he sounded serious so i was like he thinks napoleon bonaparte is napoleon dynamite (laughs) so
2: that's fucking great that's uh, um yeah i don't has he learned about him yet
1: what history is he in So that's actually funny you ask because literally right before the movie, he was telling me how history was his favorite subject and they were learning about uh, (laughs) something in like American or Californian history or whatever. And I was ranting to him about how history is taught bad in schools and how it should be taught in a more interesting way. Instead of like this thing happened that led to this and this is why it's important vice versa, blah, 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 versus the battle of Jason town, you know, took place on this date You know, in in which state, like you're just memorizing facts, not memorizing, not learning why it was important. I was telling him that. And then I brought up, I was like, I love a good historical movie like Oppenheimer, you know, a a good biopic like that. And then uh, Napoleon came on and I leaned over. I was like, this is the kind of movie I I would want to see. And then Blood and Guts went everywhere. And, you know, he's 11. Probably wasn't appropriate to go see The Equalizer, but it's all right.
2: (laughs) You know, his mom allowed it. He's got parents who can make that call.
1: I did. Um, I, I literally sent your text message to his mother. And said, this is Tyler's input on the movie. Can Gavin go? And she said, I'm sure his video games are more gory. And I said, all right. You said yes. Not wrong. Uh,
2: I mean. <laughs> I, I don't know. This was this was pretty interesting. <laughs> there were some fucking spots, yeah. No, I love that he's just in school learning about uh, Napoleon Dynamite and Leonardo DiCaprio and, and all the great historical <laughs> figures of yes. his time. Yes, yes.
1: Uh, equalizer uh, 3 is high. Let's jump into the movie ranking scale. Plot slash story this is a man we get in it right away. He's a man on a mission. He's not going to be messed around. He's going to take down anyone he needs to take down. Boom. Sudden, sudden roadblock. He's, he thinks he's going to die. He actually tries to shoot himself because he was in so much pain. And then he, he gets taken in to an Italian city and he learns to love the city. And he's starting to slow down in life. You know, you could see the development of like, "Hmm, maybe I'm going to put this life behind me. Then of course, mobsters messing with the city, mafia, not good, you know, burning places down, beating people up. And when the equalizer sees something like that, he knows he's got to equalize. So Mm -hmm. it pretty much turns into, I love this city. I want to retire here. You're messing with everyone. Let me kill you all real quick and go about my day. Um, There was a little bit extra convoluted nature. There was like a drug element, you know, and you, they involved like the CIA. And I think that was meant to tie into either the first one or the second one. Cause at the very end he mails her like a thing and it says like your mother would be proud. And then they showed a picture of the mother. I'm sure that might've been someone from the first or second movie or something along those lines. Um, I don't know if you really needed all that. Honestly, I think I would have been fine Mm. with, with just retired Denzel getting pissed off and being like, you're not messing with my little Italian city. And that's it. Um, they added the other thing in. It wasn't too long. If it was two hours and 20 minutes and they added that in, I'd be like, okay, but it was still like an hour 47, uh, I kind of like how this movie avoided the trope of, like, the good guy. You know, you have – like, it's a superhero trope. You have the good guys, whatever. They kind of win an early battle, whatever, and then there's adversity, and it looks like they're going to lose, and it's the roller coaster, and you go down, and then only for the final battle for them to recover. You know, it's – every movie, it feels like, is like that. That never happened with Denzel. He literally, as soon as he wanted to kill these people, he killed them. I mean, yes, he got – he. Got- he But but that wasn't part of the the build of the main story of messing with the Italian city. You know what I mean? Like, yes, he was down. But then, like, it wasn't like the mafia he was fighting with after that were the ones who shot him and hurt him. And he had to battle back from adversity. It was like, nah. once he got his eyes set on those guys, he just killed them. And it was just it was like that. There was very little pushback, actually. (laughs) I'm going
2: to say I think after he gets shot, he doesn't get injured again for the
1: rest of the movie. No, the only person who injures him in this is a kid. is a child who shoots him with a shotgun and runs away.
2: <laughs> and he only, he just let his guard down. It's not like he got, someone got the best of him. He was just like, oh, I'm fine. Fu- I got shot.
1: Yeah. and that, weren't
2: fine. And that showed the soft spot in him. He was
1: getting soft. You know, he didn't want to mess with yeah. the kid. Um, <laughs> all that being said, you know, I think it's meant to be like a character story. You're kind of supposed to see the development and the final chapter of this character's kind of trilogy and whatnot, uh, I thought it was fine. I think, you know, I don't, I didn't like the whole like drug element and the CIA and all that. I thought it wasn't necessary. And I, I thought, you know, it was just,
2: I gave an 11. What did you think, Ty? What did you give it? This is weird because you get him equalizing right off the rip. He, he just, you get into it. He's like, you got nine seconds. And he just fucking kills. Everyone gets hurt. And then you spend a very large part of the movie just following around this character as he no longer wants to equalize. and he just he's just enjoying the city he's loving italy Mm -hmm. italian italian what is it coffee tea i don't know he goes that fucking shop like every day
1: order tea but they gave him coffee because you're not supposed to order tea it's an old person it
2: really pissed me off if i ordered something and they're like no you want this like no i fucking ordered something um but and like you just spend so much time with him like recovering and learning to see the city and like it was honestly a good story mixed into this very very violent r-rated action yeah <laughs> like i like the character story that they were telling and him creating this connection with the city and all these people and seeing the stuff and, and becoming a part of it um i give it a 13 i'm a few points higher like it's not what i expected out of this movie i thought it was going to be you know left and right fucking the whole movie was going to be equalizing and it's not you get I I dare say it's pretty equal, the amount of equalizing and non-equalizing in this movie.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if it's actually equal. I think there's almost uh, less equalizing than actual equalizing. But, you know, like you said, it's a character story. And, you know, you're taken through that journey. Maybe I could have given it a little higher. I think I was maybe getting hung up a little bit on, like, the, the drug element of it all and, you know, kind of the unnecessary nature of adding all that but i don't know i like what you're i like what you're saying i don't necessarily disagree yeah. but i'm not going to change my score
2: and i don't disagree with you i think the drug part completely unnecessary you leave that whole cia plot out make this an hour 45 movie done mm-hmm. like they don't don't they don't add anything to the movie like i'm sure it's a nice little payoff for the other films but as someone who's uh entering the equalizer franchise at number three i don't care about those characters i don't care about those people just let me see this man enjoy italy and then save italy Yeah, the drug cartel and everything like that. Like, obviously, he's trying to stop them. Let him be a man on a mission all by himself. He doesn't need the help of the fucking U.S. government in Italy, which like, what are they doing there anyways? It's not their country.
1: He loves Italy, though. He and look as someone who uh, not to brag, just bought their plane tickets for their honeymoon in uh, Europe and is planning on going to Italy. I love this. I was like, hey, I want to go to a little Italian town just like Denzel Washington. And I'm not going to do any equalizing either way, but I'm going to be enjoying it just like he was and I'm become a local and everyone's going to love me. Yeah. So uh that that made me very excited. Ty, I'm going to drop you a uh little fourth wall break. I'm going to j- drop you a chat message on our little meeting here real quick. Um and then I'm going to jump into key elements. Key elements uh this is a action movie. It is supposed to be a gory kind of badass dad action movie and in the moments when it does that it is definitely a gory dad action movie. Uh, the they did some things in these action scenes that were uh, not done before. I mean, I, you know, it's like you got to be unique when you're doing stuff like this. You know, John Wick's trying to do a cool one shot. You want to do different, like, stunts and things. Like, I've never seen an action movie where the character literally bashes the guy's eyeball out, shoves the barrel of a gun through his orbital, and then shoots the guy through his skull. Um, that was awesome. And, you know, you, you get some gore. You get heads rolling off of shoulders. You get hands cut off. You get, you get it all. That being yeah. said, I kind of wish I got it a little bit more. I don't know. You know, we talk about John Wick 4 and something we loved about that film. And I think you might have even made the case that it might have been broken the scale for Key Elements. It was It was just yeah. balls to the wall, action, nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. This wasn't that. There was a 45 minutes or so of kind of boringness um, because the equalizer is just too quick in how he kills. That's the problem. You know, it's just there's not much of a pushback. Uh so that being said that held it back a little bit for me but I did like the when they were doing the equalizing so much that I gave it a 15 out of 20.
2: Yeah. I 100%. I think when they wrote this movie they expected it to be like these long fight sequences and they're like wait our characters just too good at killing. Yeah. He sequences in very quickly because there's just no there's no like you know I punch him he punches me it's like he punches him he's dead. <laughs> yeah. That's that's it that's all there is to it. Yeah. Um so you know that does make it a problem but i i'm interested to see what the how the other two are if i ever get around to watching them if Mm -hmm. it's similar where it's he doesn't do a lot but when he is doing it it's just no one's gonna get the best of him yeah (laughs) Um, i i liked the other parts of this i liked the the the, like you said the boring part Um, yeah i like what they did with that if it wasn't an equalizer movie per se if it mm-hmm. was just Denzel, you know, the movie's just called Italy and we're just following a <laughs> retired Denzel in Italy. I don't hate it. Um, so I'm right there with you. I'm at a 15 out of 20 as well. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I do want to kind of see the other ones and see, you know, just how much pushback there is and everything. Cause there, there's literally none in this. Like it's when he wants to fight, he wins and he's, he does it in a very badass way and there's no pushback. And, but you know, I liked it for what it was worth, and it's interesting to think maybe who would win a fight, Equalizer, John Wick. I don't know; these are two badasses. John, I've seen John Wick.
2: Yeah, I've seen John Wick get his ass kicked. Yeah, I've never seen Denzel as the Equalizer get his ass kicked.
1: All right, Ty. Visuals, cinematography. Look, we're talking about equalizing. That's that's what we're talking about here. And uh, like I said, I wish there was a little bit more equalizing in this, and because when there was equalizing, it was it was very fun to watch. Um, but there was, there was some, um, I I like the, the, the setting that was here. You know, I don't know where this was filmed. I don't know if this was an Adam Sandler type thing where they wanted to go on vacation to Italy. So they found an Italian village and they just filmed there for six weeks because they're rich and Denzel Washington can do that. Um, I don't know if this was on a backlot somewhere, if there was a mixture, I don't know. I'm sure I could easily look that up, but it, it was very, um, engrossing. It felt real. I liked the, the cities and whatnot. This movie had some weird, like fades like in the beginning especially there was a lot of like fade to black transitions almost like a slideshow presentation (laughs) which was you just don't see those happen in movies very often um i liked you know the action i kind of liked the stealth thing at the end when he's lurking through the shadows and all that and you know it wasn't great it's not going to win an award um but for what it was i thought it was pretty good i gave it a
2: 14 out of 20.
3: Mm.
2: so action was fantastic Mm -hmm. um whenever there was there was some weird editing choices i will say um but i think the action part of it like you said the stealth the the i don't know there's a couple different shots like the guy's just laying in bed with the blood dripping on him and the guy falls through the fucking glass yeah that's cool to look at that's cool to see i like that yeah i didn't see him kill that guy up there but i'm i have a feeling he had something to do with it yeah um now, what I will say is when the movie's in the slow point and we're following Denzel and we're just living in this town. I I think I disagree with you because I think it looks really fucking good. I said it looked good. No, no, no. But you're like, oh, it's not going to like, oh, it's nothing. It looks really fucking good. Not just the scene, but the camera work and like how they shoot certain shots that are like slow pace shots. And you're supposed to just be focusing on him and, and his connection with these people. They do a very good job of that with the camera, uh, camera work in this. I'm I'm significantly higher than you. I thought this was actually a really good looking movie. Uh, I'm at a seventeen out of twenty. Wow. Yeah, okay. and it's not for the action. Like the action's good. I think I'm right there with you for the action. I think the camera work on everything on the, the slower paced part of this movie is actually really really fucking good.
1: I thought it was good. I I, I don't remember being. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at it in a more of like a creativity sense and maybe that's what's holding it back for me, but I see what you're saying. It definitely wasn't like just point and shoot. Let's get stuff done. There was intent with the shots and everything. And, um, I get that. It was filmed in Italy, uh, along the Amalfi coast in Italy. Um, filming continued in the region until November in which it moved to Naples and then wrapped up production in Rome in January of 2023. So yeah, they just had a vacation in Italy. I'm sure Denzel, with all of his Love money, that. Denzel is a man like. If we were doing a draft of like celebrities who enjoy Italy, I think Denzel's on that list. Like the list is like older people who are you know successful but not in the limelight as much. Like they're in the limelight because they're a listers, but they don't seek the attention. Their ideal vacation
2: they're like the partying a listers,
1: yeah. It's like Tom Hanks, like Tom Hanks and Denzel yeah. are going to a winery in Italy and spending, a, a nor you know ridiculous amounts of money on just whatever they want and just loving life and thinking about how rich they are.
2: Yeah. No, I, I, I would love to do very niche drafts like that. Like drafts where it's not like an argument. It's not anything. It's just like, yeah, he would like that. And you're just like, yeah, yeah. And then we just say the next guy who would also enjoy a vacation in Italy.
1: You're telling me our drafts aren't niche. We're doing a things that are, should be equal, but are actually unequal draft. (laughs) No.
2: I mean touche, that's that's pretty niche, but I'm thinking more along the lines of like like I feel like with this we can laugh and like we can we can do stuff. I feel like with the other draft it's just like yeah. And you're just like, yeah. Like there's no conversation. It makes for terrible content, but I think that's why it would be so enjoyable. <laughs> this
1: is this is not a podcast conversation. This is a hot tub conversation of just talking about celebrities who would love Italy. Yeah. Um,
2: exactly. But then we do it on a podcast and that's why it's like, what?
1: <laughs> characters, Ty, why don't you lead the charge with characters here? I've been taking the charge with the other categories.
2: Characters. So, I mean, mostly we get Mr. Uh, Denzel as Roberto.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we get the doctor taking care of him. We get the cop who found him, who has a daughter. Uh, we get the CIA lady yeah i mean i kind of like the doctor guy he's nice he seems like a cool dude Mm -hmm. for as much as i enjoyed him making connections to all these people i don't really care about the people at all oh okay Um, i just whatever the cop was pretty good i guess it was emotional because he had a daughter as a father myself not a daughter but as a son i I related to that (laughs) you know so it really hit the the heartstrings there Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i don't know i liked denzel's performance in this he was very like calm, stoic. I don't want to have to do this, but you're gonna fucking make me do this, aren't you? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm out of twelve. Out of tw- I was fine with Denzel's performance. I didn't really care about anybody else's, but nobody else took me out of it. The villain was very cut and dry villainy. Yeah. Um. I have nothing good to say about anybody else, but I don't really have anything bad to say about anything else, Anybody else, and I think Denzel's performance was exactly what you needed out of this movie and nothing more
1: that's fair i actually really liked denzel in this um i think denzel is just a good actor and he's just one of those guys who just is going to naturally like steal the scene and um you know he's going to be good and everything he is i agree with you the rest of like the village people and everything they're very like almost like npcs like they're kind of inconsequential don't really matter but i think that's kind of maybe the intent maybe there's an intent of that of Mm -hmm. like hey this Mr. Equalizer is falling in love with the simple things. He just, he, you know, these people don't stand out. They, they're all about family. They're all about each other. And he's just, he's loving that, you know, he's a man who is used to murdering people and everything. And now he's just, anyone could be anyone. And, it, and it's great. I did think the, uh, like the baby villain, the brother who he first kills, uh, pretty viciously. Mm-hmm. I might add, I kind of, I thought there was potential with that character. He was almost kind of like a, yeah a, like, the way he was, I feel like if you get the right actor, and I couldn't, I know I'm usually really good at this, of uh, finding the the dream <laughs> casting. There was someone the whole time. I'm like, if you get this actor, like it could, maybe would be so good. Like the guy kind of looked. I I thought he looked like I'm looking at pictures of him now, and he doesn't. But in the movie, I thought he looked like James Franco or one of the Francos. Uh, the Franco he looks it, it, like. James. Um. Yeah now seeing pictures not as much but james franco can never play that role it'd be so unserious that it wouldn't work um no i'm not thinking of james franco i'm thinking of the other franco dave franco dave franco dave franco i thought he looked a little bit like dave franco the little brother i'll say
2: it oh i think james franco i think um in terms of like what would have been a really good casting i think a young colin farrell would play a great fucking great little brother in this movie. Young Colin Farrell. Yeah. Hair slicked back. I'm thinking Colin Farrell circa Daredevil. Okay. I don't hate um, it. Um, When did that movie come out? 2004.
1: 2003. Okay. I, I don't hate it. I do not hate it. There was, I I, yeah. I feel like that character had potential. It was just like, he's a dickhead and all this stuff. And like, cause the big bad, like you said, he is kind of generic and whatever. Like we've seen that character a million times, but I mean, we've also seen like the little henchman, little brother, you know, kind of character too. But I don't know. I thought there was potential there. I gave it a 13. I think Denzel carries a lot of scenes. This movie can't be done without Denzel and everyone else was fine. And I feel like it was the intent to kind of be forgotten about. You know, I mean, there's a reason they didn't really cast anyone other than Denzel in this.
2: Yeah, I I will say this type of story, maybe not Italy, but a guy who's had a hardened career. He's he's kind of on the back half of his life. He just wants to settle down, not have to be that guy anymore. Um, And then the people start fucking with his town and he's got to go out and save the people.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Tell me this isn't a clean Eastwood movie. Well, I've only seen Cry Macho, so. Uh Clint Eastwood doesn't seem like the type of guy who's like Oh I he just, yeah. just wanna sit here and, and enjoy stuff. And then he has to pull out his fucking shotgun. This happens in a little West Virginian town. Oh, a hundred percent, yeah, and he's protecting his town.
1: As Jason Aldean would say, you don't try this in a small town.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Clint Eastwood is that's that song plus Clint Eastwood is the like US set location version of this movie.
1: They should have played that song in this movie. Maybe have Denzel sing it while he's killing the guys, you know, yeah, real American, <laughs> uh, enjoyment. <laughs> this is a little bit too low. I'm going to bump it up. I'll be honest. I was a little bit bored at times in the middle. I appreciated it. And I think it's look, I pre like, it was, like you said, a well-made, there was attention to detail, you know, and, and I actually kind of liked the story, like the, the story they were telling, like I, I did like, like I thought the drug stuff and everything was, you know, unnecessary. But, like, it was it was different than just, like, a John Wick balls-to-the-wall action movie. But when you start in that freaking vineyard scene and you give me that, I'm just like, I'm ready. And, you know, yeah. we had a dad action movie a few weeks ago. I think it was Mission Impossible maybe. Maybe it was before that. And I, I said there was too much dad action. And you gasped at me. And I think this one is... Just quite not enough. And if you find the middle ground, I think you get a little bit higher for me. I gave it a 14 out of 20 tie enjoyment.
2: Yeah. I I think, I think if you separate your expectations of this movie versus what you actually get, Mm -hmm. like I couldn't recommend this movie to someone who's going in expecting like John wick. Yeah. But just as a standalone movie, like yeah it's it's pretty good like i like the story it's not all action the action that is there is very fucking good but there's not a lot of it um i don't know yeah it's if you separate what i was expecting versus what we got i liked the slow part of this movie i liked that story that they told mm-hmm. and then you still got you know him shoving a fucking beer bottle into a guy's neck and shit very violent <laughs> yes.
1: looks cool very violent <laughs>
2: um i i ended with the 13 out of 20 like i liked it i was bored i'm not gonna lie to you i was bored at certain points but like it was above average i i kind of liked it
1: lower than me i'm surprised okay
2: just a little i i i would have liked more equalizing he was so good at equalizing (laughs) yeah i didn't get enough of it and i liked that story but maybe just condense that story just a just a hair yeah. Give me a little bit less, and I, I still gets the point. And get rid of the CIA for me. Replace all of the CIA storyline with just like a, a, like he has two little brothers. <laughs> he goes and kills brother one, and rather than CIA, he kills brother two before we get to the big one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate it. I don't. Oh, hate it's like it,
2: perfectly huh? balanced, you know.
1: And maybe this is just us needing to go watch Equalizer one. Maybe there's a lot more equalizing in the first two Equalizers, and this is meant to be the. The slower swan song because i'm assuming this is the last one i don't really know how you make another one on top of this um yeah maybe that's maybe that is what we're learning here go watch equalizer one
2: that could be the story well i mean equalizer one has terrible reviews though compared to this one doesn't it
1: not terrible number two is pretty bad uh number one's like in the 70s so not terrible for uh 61 actually not great hmm i don't know maybe we're just
2: equalizer (laughs) three guys which, no, I'm going to say we need, we need Equalizer 4. <laughs> you want a fourth? I need a fourth. I need more equalizing. <laughs> What'd you give Moore it to? breaks out in Italy, and oh. he can't sit there and stay in peace anymore.
1: There you go. They, these studios need to just come together and do like an action movie crossover event. I want to see Equalizer taking on John Wick, taking on Vin Diesel, taking on a rolling fireball in Rome, taking on Jay. whatever else.
2: Give it 20 years dog They already have done this It's the Expendables It's just with the old versions of all these dudes Are those But th- no, that's not like it's Rambo not, It's not yeah. like actually Rambo and shit No but It's basically the same shit They play the same guys Well
1: I hate to break it to you I don't think Denzel's gonna be alive in 20 years
2: That is true Denzel is past his prime Denzel should already be In Expendables Yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> Part of the problem. He, he might be alive. He he would be younger than Clint Eastwood is now, but um,
2: yeah. Do you know I think Clint Eastwood is too old for the Expendables right now, though? True.
1: Do you know there's a fourth Expendables that's coming out in like two weeks? I don't know if we're reviewing this on the pod. You make the schedules.
2: No, no. God no, no, we're not reviewing it. <laughs> no, I'm not fucking watching those movies.
1: Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've never seen one. I kind of want to see one.
2: I think like I've seen parts of like one or two of them because of my dad. But that's people who grew up watching those movies in the '80s who are just having fun with this. This isn't that movie's not for us. That's I'm... the that's the male equivalent. They need to do a double feature, like bring it back to the theaters. Mm-hmm. Expendable 4, 80 for Brady. You put those <laughs> at the same time. That's the male version and the female version. Those are the same same demographic.
1: <laughs> I love that. Oh yes, I honestly, studios might after seeing the success of Barbenheimer. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see a major movie studio like uh, who makes Expendables. Uh, who even makes these? I don't even know. Lionsgate. Who's Lionsgate part of? Is Lionsgate its own thing? Whatever. Yeah, I, I guess, could see Lionsgate doing a double feature like that where it's uh, Expendables 4 and a movie like 80 for Brady and they try to capitalize on the hype and the cultural moment that Barbenheimer was. That's um, Maybe not a bad <laughs> idea, Ty. Maybe you need to reach out to the people at Lionsgate. I can send an email. <laughs> What was your final score for Equalizer Three, Ty?
2: I finished it just snuck in um, to this little car- uh, category. I'm at a seventy out of a hundred.
1: Okay, okay, I have a sixty-seven out of one hundred.
2: That's I'm going to be honest. That's a lot better than I was expecting out of this movie going into it as somebody who's never seen the exp- uh, not Expendables, the Equalizer franchise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finished with a sixty-eight and a half out of a hundred making this the 107th movie out of the 197 films we have reviewed. It is with the likes of <laughs> Strays. Uh, we just, just reviewed Strays.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, Same exact score as Strays. Army
2: Dead. Is that back-to-back weeks? Did we do Strays last week? No, we did a really bad movie no, last No, we week. didn't. Vacation we Friends, did, too. Uh, but yeah, Vacation Friends. Wow. Before I gave it. Army of the Dead, Hustle, Don't Look Up, Without Remorse. This feels really right along. That feels right.
1: Yep. I was going to say that. And then we also have uh, Indiana Jones 5 as a point below it. Um, And it's in the. It's in the like. There's like this money zone with our scale where it's like these movies aren't terrible, but they're just good enough to get a fresh from us. It's literally within the lines of a 65 or higher. Um, And it's like it's the Godzilla mortal combat uh red notice that level of movies you know it's right above that mm. a point or two space jam a new legacy which we are a lot higher on than a lot of people death on the nile mr kenneth bernard who i don't want to spoil anything might be making a return soon to this podcast oh um, yeah so army of the dead's another one i see you, you're highlighted over it that's another one that's just like this so yeah it, it's a good spot for it it really is outside the wire 71 and a half great spot it's for this. it's
2: this category is, with the way that our scale works out, it's it's a fun movie with maybe an okay story, but it's just like an enjoyable watch, and it just kind of falls right in this range. It's nothing special. It's not reinventing the wheel, but it's a fun, enjoyable kind of rewatchable film. It falls in right here.
1: Yeah, and like another one that would maybe fall in that range if it wasn't bad is The Gray Man, which you gave a 67, which is very similar. I gave it a 44 because it's a bad movie. But
2: I I think you were just way too harsh on that. And it exactly deserves to be in this range.
1: The gray man right next to many saints in New York and us going through the Soprano family tree, probably an all time (laughs) podcast moment for a very forgettable movie. I don't remember a single thing that happens in that film.
2: (laughs) If we were a bigger, like if we were bigger and we actually like had and shit, a Sopranos family tree t-shirt would go so fucking hard, but not the actual Sopranos, just the bullshit names that I made up um, (laughs) that we had fun with. That's yeah, fucking great. Yeah, I think it would it would sell off the sheets.
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: It's off the off the racks, Ty. Things that are unequal that should be equal. Things you think are equal that are actually not equal. Whatever you want to call it, draft, Ty, for the equalizer. These are things that you might think they're equal, and then you were like, "Wow, they're not." And then Denzel comes in and fixes it. So I think, I don't know. I don't know what the pro- I don't know how I'm going to name this on the podcast title. Do you have any ideas?
2: I don't. I really don't. Even my description for, like, my picks is very convoluted and confusing. Um, I don't know. Okay, so I'm I'm interested
1: to see the angle you take in this because the angle I'm taking is – I. you could take it one of two ways. You could take it like these two things are unequal, but I think they should be equal. Like, I, I'm not getting into, like, the heavy social – you know, there's obviously a lot of real-life things we could say about this that are very applicable and very true – you know, and that would be the argument of like, this is, there's inequality here and there should be equality. We're not going with that. We're just kind of going with fun, like little dumb things. And I'm going with stuff again, not that, not stuff that's in, unequal that should be equal. My stuff is things that you think is equal or it's like scientifically is equal, but it's at, it's not really equal. You know what I mean? Like there's mm. a reason. So I'm interested to see how you took this. I have the first overall pick because you had it last time yeah. we did a draft And I have a one of one that might cross off like several of yours because I'm kind of taking – I feel like this encompasses several different things because there's so many different examples of this. My number one overall pick is the movement of time. So in theory (laughs) – Tyler likes to pick. In theory – not in theory, in practicality, 15 minutes is the same as any other 15 minutes throughout time. But as we all know, as humans, 15 minutes in the classroom is not the same thing as 15 minutes on the golf course. An hour talking to your in-laws is not the same as an hour talking on the podcast to your best friend. Like time moves in different ways, depending, you know, uh, on, on, if you're having fun on the situation you're in on even how old you are. I mean, as we're getting older, every year seems shorter because that year is compared to a bigger sample size behind it. So I think Time movement is the number one. That's the first thing I thought of when thinking of this is like you're sitting an hour in traffic and it's like, holy cow, that sucks. But if you're driving for an hour and you're not hitting a single lick of traffic, it feels fine, even though it's the exact same amount of time.
2: Yeah. No, that's a great pick. And, and I'm going to be honest. I said you gave you gave this idea for the draft. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I couldn't think of shit. I couldn't think of anything like that. And so I think I did actually end up taking the opposite approach. Oh, of okay. Things that should be equal but aren't. Things that I it. think should be equal. I don't even know. I, I broke my brain. I love that pick out of you, though. Thank um, you. It's a great pick. Thank my you. My first one that I have is uh, Marvel. Uh, we'll go Marvel movies and Marvel Disney Plus shows. Oh, okay. I like so it. You, there's such good movies, and typically, even still, like, the new one, like, Shang-Chi, like, a good fucking movie, and, like, they still make good movies. Guardians they just 3. put out consi- Guardians 3. Mm-hmm. They just put out consistent dog shit on on the shows, though. Yeah. Like, they had two good ones, and it's just all been downhill, and maybe not dog shit, but just real mediocre stuff. And it doesn't make any sense, because it's the same people working on everything. Mm-hmm. It's the same teams, yeah. but one's so much better than the other.
1: I... <laughs> I don't know. Like you said, they've had two really good shows. They've had one decent show. I would say moon Knight. I would say, I would say they've had two great shows. I genuinely do think WandaVision and Loki were both great. Um, WandaVision in hindsight, maybe doesn't seem as good because they didn't treat her character right. And Dr. Strange. And then also we had so much hype about all the theories because it was the first MCU show and not all of them came true so that we kind of hurt ourselves there. But I do think yeah. WandaVision and Loki were great. I think Moon Knight was good. And I think everything else has either been mediocre or bad. So, and you're right. It is it is disheartening. I don't even watch all of them anymore. You know, I've watched She-Hulk, but I didn't watch Secret Invasion. You know, so. Um, and She-Hulk was mediocre. I wouldn't say it was terrible, but I wouldn't say it was that good. It was mediocre. So, that's a good pick yeah. by you, Ty. I like it.
2: Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. I'm very curious what your second pick is.
1: Oh, I got a lot. I got seven and I have an eighth that was, I thought you were for sure going to pick, but you didn't take the same approach as me. I'm never going to pick it. You'll know why at the end. My number two is, uh, see, I, I can go anywhere here because I, I know you didn't go the same, the same route as me. I'm going to go, I have two sports ones that are the same sport kind of, so I don't want to do that. I'm going to go with the wrestling one. I'm going to go with, and this is kind of applicable for different things for everyone, for different people. But I went with a very specific example, but it kind of covers all of them. I'm going with a super kick from Shawn Michaels versus a super kick from anyone else. If Shawn Michaels tunes up the band and hits you with sweet, chin music, you're done. Wow. It's lights out. It's the finisher. You're not, you're not, you're done. You're literally knocked out, but you know, anyone else does a super kick in modern WWE. The super kick has just become like a throwaway move that they do like five times a match. Everyone kicks out from it. Why? Does Shawn Michaels just have a way more powerful leg? I don't know. Some other examples, you know, like a Batista spear versus someone else's spear or, a you know, a choke slam or whatever. You know, there's different examples throughout where, like, for this one superstar, this move is lethal. Like, you're not kicking out. Mm-hmm. But for everyone else, yeah. it's like, yeah, whatever. It's a fodder move.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the nature of WWE and, and the uh... – the different superstars and stuff. They just they have their one special ability, kind of like a video game,
1: mm-hmm, where it's mm-hmm. like
2: everyone can do this, but they can really do this.
1: Yeah. In theory, they should be the same, but they're not.
2: Yeah. That's no, a good pick. Thank you, Tom. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, Jay. Since, since seeing your picks, I've had my brain kind of rattling around here. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to get ideas here. I, my second pick, going away from my other ones here, um, Pens. Okay. Okay. Pens. Look, man, I'm a guy who I write a lot of stuff during the day. Mm-hmm. You're a writer, but not physically. You write on a laptop. So you wouldn't understand this, maybe. I, I take notes. You should see my notepads. You feel, you feel like a real digital note taker. Oh,
1: no, guy. I hate digital notes.
2: Don't you That's ever good.
1: say that about okay. me. Ever. I like
2: that. I like that <laughs> crisp feel of paper. Um, look, man, there's there's so many pens, and they should all be the same, but they're not. Yeah. They're just not. And you can tell the difference between a good pen and a bad pen.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, I, I, I'm i going to jump out of frame. We're not recording oh, video anymore. That's right. Uh, for those listening at home, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty. So we were going to have video, but not today. This pen right here, in my opinion, is the creme de la creme. Bad audio. That's it's the, the... No, that's the go. The Pilot. That's the Pilot G2. The G2 Pilot. Pack of these is a great, like, stocking stuffer. I think... This is how you know you're an adult, is I think moving forward the rest of my life, I'm going to ask for a pack of these in my stocking for Christmas from my parents. Like, it's just...
2: It, it's... I did. No, last <laughs> Christmas, I asked for pens. I'm dead serious. I asked for pens for Christmas. I was like, I just want some good pens.
1: Funny story about these pens for the podcast and for you, Ty. I haven't told you the story. Uh, for fan sided, I don't know if uh, something fell through the cracks and they didn't do it before or there was a new law but I had to go fill out an I9 form which pretty much says you're a citizen of the United States. I'm pretty sure everyone has to do them, but for some reason I never did it. And in California, for remote workers, you have to have like an authorized representative and it has to be a immigration consultant or something like that. Any other state, maybe not any, but most of the other states literally you could have signed it for me saying I consent that this, you know, Jason Reed's ID is real blah blah blah. But in California specifically, You have to go to the special person. So I went to the special person. It was like 10 bucks for her to just to fill out the form for me. Uh, Her blue pen wasn't working and she wanted to have the same color as me. And I had my blue pen in my ear because I just filled out the form and I let her use it. You know, I pay her and everything. She gives me the receipt and my pen. She put it back in her pen holder in her little cup holder or whatever, you know, and I was like awkward as hell. Just like, hey, you didn't give me back my pen. (laughs) Like it was just the most awkward. Like she had to reach and find it and give it to me. And I wasn't – it was a G7, so I wasn't – or G2. I wasn't going to let it go by, you know?
2: Yeah. No, I mean, you have to. Like, again, <laughs> all pens you think it would be fine, like, oh, it's just a pen. It's not. Some pens are better than others. Oh, yeah. And that's that's one of the best. And, like, it seems like it's nothing to her maybe. Mm-hmm. It's something to guys who know, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I bought some pens from this store, Typo. I actually wrote our podcast on a little paper they had to test the pens. The lady said her she was going to show her boyfriend. Her boyfriend loves movies. Maybe he's a listener still. I don't know. I think we've talked about this on the pod. But I bought those. I mean, what,
2: imagine. Imagine. How long ago was this?
1: A year. Probably a year.
2: just a year later you get a random shout out on the pod.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, but if he is listening, tell your girlfriend, if you guys are still together, that their pens suck. All those type of pens were horrible. Oh, don't ever use them. no. Yeah. So uh, Not all pens are the same. they were too inky if you put them down they would bleed out and then when you would write they would just gush and if you put them up they would dry out and then it wouldn't work so g2 is the way to go i like that pick ty my third overall pick is going to be um (laughs) i'm going a little bit of a rant here it's going to be making forty four thousand two hundred and seventy five dollars and making $44,276 in a year or if you're married $89,450 or $89,451. Technically it's not the same cuz it is a dollar difference, but you really think about it, you know, your lifestyle should be the same, your pay should be identical, $1 divided by 52 ways, your 2 cents, the paycheck should be the same every time. But it's not tied because that is the line where the largest difference in federal tax rate occurs. The largest difference doesn't happen as you, yes, it goes up the more and more you make, but the biggest jump percentage jump is if you make 44,725 to 44,726. If you make 44,725, you only get taxed 12% federally. If you make a dollar more, you get taxed 22%. That is a 10% increase. It literally doubles for one extra dollar. When you go up to the next bracket, which is in the 95,000s, it goes up 2%. When you go up the next bracket, which is in the 200,000s, pretty much, you go up 8%, and then 3%, and then 2%. Why the fuck is our biggest tax jump, percentage-wise, in the lower middle class where 90% of Americans make their money? That is horrible. What the hell is this?
2: I'm really pissed off. No, I'm really pissed off at you right now because you said you took this a different way and that was hundred percent on my board. <laughs> I didn't b- break down the fucking numbers, but like <laughs> taxes, I didn't know how I was going to go about it, but taxes for I... like rich people and poor people.
1: No, I, I know this specifically because, uh, without disclosing too much information, I mean, you could kind of, uh, you know, learn based on what I just told the, the listeners, but, my, my a previous raise in the past, I jumped from one to the other. And even though my pay jumped X percent, my check was only like, you know, $50 more or whatever. And I was like, what the hell's going on? And then I looked up and I was like, I looked it up and I was like, oh my, I literally am taxed double now. So, yeah. but, but the
2: good thing is, you know, you a, make less, you make less money at that point. Like you make more money, but you see less of it.
1: Yeah. Like I said, my check was only like $50 more, you know, it was like, it didn't even make a difference, but Luckily, I have up until I make uh, $95,000 until I have to take the next jump. And at then, it's only 2%. So, good for me. (laughs) Fucking hate this country's taxes. Bullshit. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. Absolutely
2: ridiculous. (laughs) Wow.
1: Sorry to piss you off. Yeah, that pisses me off.
2: You said you weren't going to go on a rant about stuff like that either. And then you did, and it just caught me so off guard. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: I guess. I guess you're right. (laughs) I don't
2: know. It's fine not a big deal (laughs) that just pissed me off though what's your third piss you off that i took it or no 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 the 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 fact that it jumps that much for one single dollar
1: this but maybe it should jump that much higher up you know when there's more money and people can afford it a little bit more
2: you would think look man i'm never gonna be smart enough to like go to school and actually become a person of power to where i can do this (laughs) i've got an idea for taxes oh okay let's hear it (laughs) just hear me out (laughs) I think it should be like a like a full full scale uh-huh. so you make you make zero dollars you get zero percent taxed you make ten thousand dollars you get one percent taxed all the way up until like till like I don't know 500 mil uh-huh. you're just getting a hundred percent taxed after you make anything more than 500 mil if you have that much money you just don't need it and then that way we're getting most of the tax from those people people at the bottom aren't paying as much and we'll probably see more tax money that way.
1: Yeah, Ty. That's never gonna fly, dude. <laughs>
2: it's just like a, like a five hundred million dollar cap, and anyone who's arguing that they should have more than five hundred million dollars is just like, hey, fuck you, dude. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> like anything you make, you make five hundred thousand dollars. Every dollar after that is hundred percent taxed.
1: Yeah, I look. I'm not saying I disagree with you, but at the same time, if you made a mil- a billion dollars, would you'd probably be switching up your tune a little bit. <laughs>
2: I would. I would. I would try and spend all my money. Oh, good for you. Spir. I'm of the belief that Jeff Jeff Bezos is as bad as, as Adolf Hitler. What's your third pick, Ty? <laughs> I hundred I hundred percent believe that.
1: <laughs> is that your things that are the that those are the things that seem unequal, but they're actually equal? If we did the exactly, opposite, of yeah. This. When
2: we we do the opposite of that draft, that's my one on one for Equalizer Four. Got
1: it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's your third pick? <laughs> My third pick is um, it's going to be Star Wars fans' opinion on Star Wars versus Star Wars fans' opinion on the actual movies. So Star Wars fans love Star Wars. Mm. They love everything about Star Wars. So you would assume then that would, would carry over and they would love the movies. They don't. They don't ever love the movies. <laughs> yes. this is my, I've, I've been pounding this table for years, so
1: I'm yeah. glad you picked this.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. You, I think you are the number one. Supporter of that theory, you're the guy leading the charge. Yes. But it's true. Like Star Wars fans, if you like Star Wars, you love Star Wars, and it's your fucking everything. But goddamn it, do you hate those fucking movies?
1: <laughs> you like like you like five and like half a four or something. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. like And and but it's deep a huge group. Deep down, you know that when you rewatch the old ones, the original trilogy, that they're actually not as good as you remembered as a kid. Um, yeah. They're sports fans. I'll say-
2: no, 100%. But yeah, I'll say it that the Ahsoka is, is in full force right now, the new Star Wars show. Mm-hmm. Newest episodes, the greatest Star Wars thing that they've ever released ever.
1: I saw there was uh, some Darth Vader stuff. Uh, I was actually going to ask if you want to talk about it on the pod, but we never really do TV episodes, so it didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to watch it just for that because I saw some of the cutaway scenes and everything, and it looked pretty cool. Yeah.
2: No, that's, it's better than Empire Strikes Back. It's better than Star Wars. That 40 minutes of TV is the best Star Wars that Star Wars has ever been. Can
1: I watch it without watching the other
2: episodes? Mm, Wouldn't really make sense, but you Mm. can try.
1: Do we get Prime Vader? That's all I want.
2: Yes, but not in the suit. Mm, That's fine. It's just Anakin, but he's bad Anakin. That's fine. I'm fine with it. And then you kind of in the suit. Ah, I'm so fucking good. (laughs) The last two, I'll say the last two episodes. So fucking
1: Better than Mandalorian? I feel like you've made the same claim about Mandal- a Mandalorian I, episode.
2: I love Mandalorian. I love what they did with Mandalorian and, like, some of those stuff, some of the finales. Ahsoka's been better than every season of Mandalorian so far. It's incredible. I lo- It's exactly what I like. There's been more, like, lightsaber fighting in this series <laughs> than there has in the entire rest of Star Wars. That's the only reason I fucking watch Star Wars and see these fucking space ninjas fight each other.
1: That is true. That's, like, their one thing, and it doesn't happen very often. Not as Not often as you would enough. think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they need to do a Lego Star Wars movie. Just saying. Maybe that could be a, a no. play.
2: No. What terrible <laughs> Just rewatch Lego
1: Batman movie. movie. It was great. Yeah. Still still holds you up.
2: You go you go do that.
1: <laughs>
2: My f- dog shit, maybe
1: fourth pick? Yes. My fourth pick is going to be. Oh, I got some good ones here. Um I'm going to go with – one of them is kind of related to time a little bit, so I'll save that as an honorable mention. I'm going to go with uh, 90 degrees in California versus 90 degrees in Florida. Um, you know, we're out here in the desert. It's dry heat. It gets up to 100, sometimes more. And, yes, it's hot. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like I can handle it. You know, it, it's it, I'm used to it. It is what it is. It's just kind of like you bake in the sun. If you sit in the shade, it's a little bit better. You know, there's ways to cool yourself off easier. You go to Florida in the summer or kind of anywhere on the East coast. I went to New York in the summer and it was humid, uh, just anywhere in the South, you know, Houston, all those areas, but I'll just use Florida as the, the figurehead of this. You go to Florida in the summer. If it's 90 degrees outside, you think in here where we live, like, Oh, 90 degrees. That's a pretty nice day for us. No, not in Florida. That's like worse than 110 here because not only is it hot, not only is the sun baking on you, it's you're sticky, you're sweaty. It's humid, like humidity is the the huge difference maker and uh i'll take 110 in dry heat over 90 degrees with 90 percent humidity any day of the week ty
2: yeah kind of i i definitely agree with that i also think as a little spin-off of that and obviously i can't take this pick or anything but just a little Mm spin-off temperature inside versus outside
1: oh that's a good one that's a good one if
2: it's if it's 78 79 inside I feel like I've literally gone to hell. <laughs> that's a good I'm sitting pick. in a ball of fire. <laughs> yeah. And if I'm outside, it's perfect. I can't complain. There's nothing wrong. Damn, that's a great pick. Doesn't make any fucking why, sense.
1: Why is 78 so hot inside?
2: Yeah, it's perfect outside. If it's a 78, I want to spend the entire day outside. And then I walk into my home at 78 degrees and I'm like, mm-hmm. did something burn?
1: I think it might may, maybe it's the airflow. Obviously when you're outside air's flowing inside unless you have the windows open and fans, you know, the air gets stagnant. Maybe that's what it is, but I mean, shoot, I it's I turn the air up to do the podcast just so it's not blaring and I think it's like 72 in here and I'm literally sweating right now, Ty. Like I hate to admit it, but I am sweating on the podcast live. <laughs> so I got to crank that baby back down to like 66 when we're done. Mm-hmm.
2: How's a... That's the other thing too. Like anything lower than like, if I wake up and it's maybe like like a sixty four, I'm like, I need every fucking blanket. I'm so cold. <laughs>
1: You're ice cold. Yep, hundred yeah. um, percent. I, I love in the winter. We just don't run the heater, and it'll get down to like fifty eight in here in the middle of the night. Oh, that's I'll just, wild.
2: I'll just... That's that's basically like negative <laughs> thirty.
1: I just I bundle up, and it's great. Um, Reese is a space heater, so it freaking helps with that. How's the uh, temperature situation in your, your household with uh, – I know you and Victoria are on different temperature palettes, and you know have a, mm-hmm. a baby son who might dictate the temperature. You know, his preference is
2: number one. So how's that been? He likes to get himself worked up, and he gets real sweaty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like using that as an excuse of, oh, he's hot. Let's air. turn the air up. Smart man. Smart man. Yeah. I don't think he is hot. I think he's just actively, like,
1: <laughs> sweating. But I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck. It's warm. He's warm. Oh, Ty, does that worry you that Xander will be a sweaty kid? You know those kids who just sweat more than everyone
2: else? <laughs> I, I wasn't worried about it, but now I am. <laughs> I, I won't stop thinking. Every time he starts sweating, I'm going to, like, knock that shit off right now. <laughs> that concerns me. I don't like that you brought that up. <laughs> everyone
1: knows the sweaty kid growing up. Like, there was always there, – there's just always <laughs> – Sorry, bring that up, Ty. <laughs> I hate that. What's your fourth pick? <laughs>
2: uh, my fourth pick is the amount. Uh, how do I phrase this? So it's how much money the Angels spend, oh, spend to win versus how much they actually win. That was literally my it's fifth some- pick. <laughs> it's something where. You know, you think you spent X amount of dollars, you win X amount of games, but there's some sort of equation in the center there that it's just, it's not an equal sign. I can tell you that much because it's just, it's, they spend so much and they win so little.
1: Uh, that was my fifth pick, Ty. I'm pretty pissed at you right now.
3: <laughs>
2: Again, that felt more straightforward. So I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you get superstars, big name players, big payroll. Uh you look at their stats sometimes. You're like, "Wow, the Angels had six guys above a four-war, yet they only yeah. had 76
2: wins." And we're like fifth in home runs this season. Yeah, we have like one of the worst offenses in baseball.
1: <laughs> the Angels Now, if we do a sports movie, I don't know if there's any sports movies coming out, but when we do a sports movie, we might have to do like a cursed franchise draft because Angels are up there. I don't know if they're number one. I think the Jets have always been knocking on the door of number one, and I think the Jets are bona fide number one now. Cursed that franchise,
2: most solidified thing ever to get like a top three. Some consider the greatest quarterback of all time, and his entire highlight tape is running a fucking American flag out onto the field on 9-11 and that's it. That's all he did. it's Just
1: so hor. It's like I don't even know. I don't know how to explain it. Like on angels terms. I mean, you guys have signed free agents and stuff, but I guess it's a little bit different in baseball because not, it's not a quarterback or like that very influential to the outcome in baseball. It's not as much, you know, you can get by with an injury, yeah. but
2: um, it's, the, that's the most cursed thing I've ever seen in, in American sports history.
1: Yeah. I think, I think our teams, cause the chargers are cursed too. Like there's the chargers curse. I think you'll probably disagree with this just cause it's closer to home to you. I think the Mets might be a little bit more cursed throughout their history. I don't know. I feel like Mets and Jets are like the top of their, their, you know, of their sports. And then we have the Chargers angels is like the, the next tier, you know, you got the New York B teams and then you have the LA B teams. And that's just kind of what's happened.
2: Uh, I think past 20 years, the Mets have a storied franchise of being cursed. Mm -hmm. I think past 20 years, the angels blow them out of the water. (laughs) Um, Before we changed it, I have my
1: fifth and final pick coming up before we changed it. uh, I thought we were just doing like a things that were equal draft and I was struggling. My fifth pick was going to be, I was going to find out the exact number of days since the angels last won a playoff game. And then I was going to find something notable that happened the exact amount of days before that. So it would have been sometime in 1995 and I would have been like, Oh, it's the same amount of days from when the Berlin wall fell or whatever, you know, happens in 1995. I don't know. When did the Berlin wall fall? That feels like something that happened in the nineties or eighties. I don't know. Um, I thought you would have appreciated that, but we didn't, we didn't do I that. would have 89. It was so like I was when
2: close. we did air and we talked about Jackie Robinson and Michael Jordan's shoe deal mm-hmm. in the present day.
1: Yeah. So Which is crazy. Yeah. I didn't go that way. I was going to take a stab at you with the angels. You took it from me, kind of messed up that you did that. I thought you were going to go a different direction. Maybe you still will. Your fifth pick is always a wild card pick. I, you kind of build the expectations up too much for yourself, but it is what it is. Um,
2: 100% throwing it out there. I have nothing left. I don't know what the fuck i want to do for my fifth pick.
1: Well, my fifth pick is going to be, I guess I'll go another baseball one just because you took my other baseball one. I'll say the number of runs you've scored in like, okay, so <laughs> how am I going to articulate this? The number of runs you score in a game versus the number of runs you would score in that same game, but if you scored a lot of runs the previous game. For example, if you score 10 runs in a playoff game, you're almost destined in the next game to to get shut out. In theory, the next game is its complete own thing. You should score the same amount of runs no matter what. But if you scored a lot of runs the game before, as every sports fan knows, you wasted them. You wasted all your runs in one outing. Yeah. You used them all too early. As someone who's seen a lot of Dodger blowout wins in the playoffs followed by shutouts, this one hits a little home to me. Hmm. They don't know how to yeah. space them out enough.
2: <laughs> no, you got to, you have a set amount of runs you're going to score in a series. Mm-hmm. Don't waste them all in game two.
1: Yeah, I agree. Then you have
2: nothing left for game three.
1: I agree. It's almost another one like that. I was thinking of, but I couldn't think of how to articulate it. You, you can tell me if you disagree with me. So let's say the Dodgers need two runs and they're in the bottom of the ninth. I almost feel like we have a better chance of winning. If someone is, or let's say we're down three. Let's say we're down three. I almost feel like we have a better like and there's a runner on first. I feel like we have a better chance of winning if Mookie Betts hits a double and it's second and third, and the tying run is at the plate. Versus if Mookie Betts hits a home run, clears the bases, and then the tying run is still at the plate. I feel like you have a better chance when those runners are still on base, even though when the runners are on base, they're not they haven't even scored yet. But like when you hit the home run, it's almost like you reset the bases. You know that was something else I was thinking of, but couldn't think of how to articulate it.
2: No, hundred percent. I mean, that's just a fact. I don't think that's even like an opinion. That's a fact. If runners are on, it's more of a high stakes. You're in, you're in the mood to score. If everyone's already scored, then it's just like, Hey, we're just starting over. There's, there's no mood. There's no momentum. Yeah. You got to start back the momentum from,
1: from ground zero, you know, and it's yeah. sometimes home runs can be rally killers. I'll say it.
2: <laughs> I think that that's, that's a wild take, but it's the right one
1: there's probably some psychological like science behind it of like pitching with runners on. And so maybe I'm not crazy there. Ty, what's your fifth pick? Even though you just shit on yourself.
2: So look, we are finishing this off with a lot of sports. Yeah. And my fifth and final pick is pass interference in the regular season versus pass interference in the playoffs.
1: Okay. Do you have, is there a specific example of this that, you know, I think, you know, there is that hurts a little bit. You know, hurts,
2: right here? I think you know there is. 2018,
1: 2019. What, January 2019? Uh, Yeah, it was that year. You know, getting texts from your friends. Yeah. Yeah. No.
2: no 100%.
1: <laughs> Ty, you've been through some bullshit. shit. You've been through some shit. You've had to watch your baseball team. Your number one team, I would argue – You could tell me if I'm wrong, but I would think the Angels are your all-time favorite of your sports teams. Yeah, Just piss away the greatest player of his generation. Stumble into the greatest player of the next generation. Piss them both away at the same time. Potentially lose one in free agency and maybe even trade one now with what's going on. Not make the playoffs once with them together. Make the playoffs once with the first one, but not win a playoff game. And then you also had to watch your football team have one of the most dominant 3 to 4 regular year regular season stretches you could have winning you know 72 games whatever it was in those 3 4 years i'm sure i could i'm going to use stathead and i'm going to send you a text just to make you sad about how dominant that stretch was and how forward to that. and how many teams win actually win a super bowl and don't if they win that many games and then you have to watch not one but two devastating playoff losses where you were like the overwhelming favorite to rep, at least represent the nfc in the Super Bowl that year. One of the years you would have played the Patriots and probably beat the brakes off of them. Um I don't remember who made it the year before, so I can't say that. The other but... year
2: was the fucking Eagles. It would have been it would have been Patriots Eagles.
1: Okay. Both
2: of those teams were good, so
1: I wouldn't I would the Saints could have won the Super Bowl have beat that year.
2: I... We would have beat fucking Nick Foles, backup quarterback Nick Foles, give me a fucking break.
1: The Patriots said that too, Ty. Um I think 2018, you guys could have won it. I don't think it was your year. I do think 2019 was your year. And just both times, just, man, I'm sorry. Why am I talking about this? It's
2: both ends. It's it's a terrible franchise that never makes the playoffs. And then it's a franchise that actually is really good and makes the playoffs and then just loses in heartbreaking fashion.
1: Well, for a long time, the Saints were considered the Aints because they never made the playoffs. So hopefully they don't go back to that. (laughs)
2: So be devastating for me emotionally.
1: Did you make a deal with the devil or something? Like, what?
2: <laughs> I fucking must have. I haven't seen the rewards from it yet.
1: <laughs> I feel for you, Ty. Um, I thought you were going to go with winning a championship in a COVID season versus winning a championship any other season. I thought for sure that was going to be yours. Um, Great pick. I was waiting for it. And then the other honorable mention I had, which was kind of related to time a little bit. Not really, but I kind of. Uh, waking up early for school or work versus waking up early for something fun like it's just it's two totally different things complete i pop out of bed
2: when i'm going on a vacation yeah i i was 30 minutes late to work today
1: (laughs) oh good draft ty good draft did you write our picks down uh i wrote my picks down all good we don't have to recap the listeners know random ai synopsis of the week ty <clears throat> I gotta get into character. Are you ready for this? Yeah, hear me. You are now <laughs> <clears throat> I was, I was... still skin. <laughs> no. I was practicing this. I, I watched a tutorial before we recorded. But my voice is coarse now from talking for an hour, so I probably should take yeah. a drink of water, but my bottle's all the way over there, and I'm not gonna pause the podcast. You are now listening to Morgan Freeman. My name oh, no is fucking chance that first one was Morgan Freeman. <laughs> my name is Morgan my, my, name, my name is Morgan Freeman and I'm going to read you a movie synopsis and I have to keep talking like this or I'm going to lose it and I also had to turn off your camera so I don't see you laughing or else I will laugh. Let's begin. In a world beneath our feet, a brave, unexpected hero embarks on a perilous journey through the winding pipes and murky waters of the city's sewer system. Alongside a motley crew of eccentric companions, they must thwart a nefarious plot that threatens to sink their subterranean sanctuary into chaos. Movie name is a tale of friendship, resourcefulness, and the courage to navigate the unexpected currents of life below the surface. That was Morgan Freeman,
2: everyone. Thanks for coming was, on the podcast. I think if I showed someone that video. Mm-hmm. I think if you were like who is he trying to do mm-hmm. i think morgan freeman's one of the top like top 10 answers yes i think they say it's poor but i do think you can get morgan freeman out of that <laughs> let's go um, literally so watch that thank you um all i got is is chaos in the sewer system
1: i'm not gonna read it again to you because you've been nailing these so you should have paid attention
2: oh okay i didn't know we were doing that now <laughs> Usually I just laugh the first time through and then I get the notes afterwards, but that's fine. Um, So, look, if we have people protecting their underground life in a sewer system, there's two options. One's a group of brothers who are plumbers. The other is a group of brothers who are turtles.
1: Uh, Do you want the notes before you guess?
2: I kind of feel bad now. I mean, if you want to give them to me, I'll take them.
1: It's a world beneath our feet. Perilous journey in the winding pipes, murky waters, city sewer system, as you said. It's a motley crew, companions. They're thwarting a nefarious plot to sink their subterranean sanctuary into chaos. That's a banger of a line. It's the tale of friendship, resourcefulness, and the courage to navigate the unexpected currents of life below the surface. I wish we had video for this because I was getting into that.
2: Yeah, you were. You really were. It was beautiful to see. I don't fucking know man. I'm going Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I thought you ripped one off of the most mm. recent ones we've done yet.
1: Is an incorrect answer. This movie is a movie neither of you neither of us have seen that I know of. And uh
3: What the fuck,
1: man? <laughs> that's the movie flushed away. I don't know if you froze. Did 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 you freeze? I think Tyler froze Me selling Tyler that we reviewed. You fully through. There,
2: oh, he's back. He's back.
1: Hi, Flushed Away was the movie.
2: Oh, is that that stupid fucking movie Riley and Victoria have been trying to make us watch? Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. He lives in the sewer. Yeah, he's a rat. They live in the sewer. It's literally called Flushed Away. Oh my god, I don't want to watch that movie. You can't do movies that you know neither of us like that we've actively talked about not watching.
1: I thought that's why you would get it, cause it's like funny ha, we've never seen this.
2: <laughs> funny ha. I've never seen it. I don't know what the movie is. You describing the movie to me does nothing. Well, I thought you
1: knew from context clues of the name of the movie.
2: <laughs> that was hard. I think I think I've been doing so good you had to up the difficulty. Maybe we were playing a video game and you just bumped my shit up a couple notches.
1: Maybe, Ty, maybe. And I'm fine with it if I did. Wow. What are we reviewing next week, Ty?
2: Next week, Jay. I'm going to be on it. If we're in a safe space here, we have a movie lined up. It's supposed to be our 200th, and then we got lazy and didn't review a couple. Um, so it's not our 200th. We didn't
1: get lazy. A movie, like, didn't come out one week, and then we did an evergreen episode. I
2: don't think we ever missed a week. Tomato, tomato. Um, I'm concerned that this movie is going to be a little too scary.
1: I am too. <laughs> so don't worry. I am too. I might have to go to the drive-in so I could turn the volume
2: down. <laughs> we're watching, we're watching a haunting in Venice. Yes, we are. Um, the The murder mystery, the third installment in the detective. What the fuck's his name? Hercule Poirot.
1: I don't know how to say Poirier. Poor I don't know. It's an Poirier, Agatha detective Christie. Poirier.
2: It's Agatha Christie. Uh, books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Third installment. Kenneth Branagh stacked cast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, i'm not gonna go through them all i'll do that next week but this one looks like significantly scarier than the the other one was gal godot just being like dumb on a fucking boat and getting married and it was like very bright and vibrant and like whatever yeah and then it's like what if we just made the fucking exorcist into a murder <laughs> mystery and then it's our detective versus possibly the devil
1: look i hate scary movies i are are you a scary movie guy
2: No, I'm not. Like, I give you shit, and I think I'm more, like, okay with them than you are. Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy scary movies. Like, there's a reason that I don't have pushback when there's a big scary movie that's coming out, and, like, we should review it. Because I don't really want to watch them either.
1: (laughs) Good to know. Look, there's certain people in this life, in life, you have to make sacrifices for. you got to make sacrifices for your family, your friends, you know, et cetera, et cetera. One of those people... Is Mr. Kenneth Berna when he has his mustache? I mean, yeah, I I don't I, I just dude that stache
2: is impeccable. Only then. Yes, yeah, it's only then <laughs> Kenneth Berna and anything else. I don't give a fuck about that guy Oppenheimer. Stop being a nerdy professor. I don't care.
1: I literally didn't even know that was him until you said it on the podcast.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, he has the detective Poirier mustache on. I'm there. I'm there night one. <laughs> yes, like, and of course we we got to do uh mustache draft right oh my god i can't fuck we'll do facial hair just to keep it even 100 we're doing facial hair draft next week
1: all right all right and i'm gonna buy a fake mustache for myself because and if you want to shave your whole beard and just have a mustache i'm not against it
2: <laughs> should i shave my whole beard just to put on a fake one <laughs> that'd be a great bit tie hey uh
1: we're potentially doing i never got confirmation i think we're still doing it a couple's costume are you gonna Just go with a stash because your costume uh,
2: involves just having a stash. I may have to if we're still doing that and we actually have plans to actually go out and be those characters. I'll do what I must. I'll probably just do a fake mustache. Victoria will hate it, but I'm going to do what I need to. I think you just got to do they make bald caps for beards? (laughs) Just
1: put a bald cap on and then put the mustache on
2: (laughs) the fake mustache. (laughs) I don't think they do. So I think the alternative is I have to shave all of my facial hair except for my upper lip.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a problem. Um, damn. All right. It'll be fun.
3: It'll all be right. Fun. I'm
1: excited for Kenneth Bernal, though. And uh, I don't know. I might go to the drive. We'll see.
2: <laughs> Jason birthday episode, basically. Yeah. This episode to his birthday.
1: Yeah. Speaking of, I don't know if we'll be able to record on Wednesday. We'll talk about it off the pod, but uh, figure that out when we get
2: there wow that feels a little selfish but it's fine <laughs> it's also my mother's birthday oh shit okay that's fair <laughs> uno reverse baby watch yeah go watch a haunting in venice go figure out this murder mystery can he figure out if the devil kills people or not in the meantime be a good friend everybody